This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though? It's another Tuesday, and the motherfucking champ is in the building. Man, Woo. show him that blue, that shiny that blue strap nice. that you took Woo. on Saturday. Nice. Oh my gosh! Look nice at there, the champ is here. That's right. The new BCWA Alliance champion. He took it off fellow past guest of the show, the Dread King Logan. I mean, dude, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It wasn't easy. Dread King, he's a solid brick motherfucker. I've never, I've never felt a man just hurt to hit before. I, I punched him in the face and I broke a knuckle. <laughs> but, I, but I made it work. But we made it work, baby. Don't, don't worry. And I'm the champ. Uh, come back. My first match at BCBA over two years, not just because of the pandemic, because of my knee surgeries. I come back to my home crowd and win my title again, and I'm very, very proud to represent the Alliance. Uh, I got one question well, for you. What's it feel ahead. like to have the life goals accomplished? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I Pretty much, I that's pretty much the last goal. So anytime I could die anytime, and that's fine. Mama, I got the Lions title. I could die now. I'm good. But uh, J-Bone, what about you? You were in the crowd for yeah. BCWA and their return. What were your thoughts on the show? What were your thoughts on Mr. Burnett's title win? Dude, top to bottom, great show, man. I've always said that about BCWA. They put together just front to back, just a great show every time I've been there. And for him, for this guy, I mean, we know him personally, man. Just a body of work that's admired and congratulations to you, man. That's fucking, I was, I was pumped. I was in the crowd. I was marking out, as they say. My, my kid was right next to me. She was dancing and shit. Oh, she yeah. She was into it too, man. It was good stuff, man. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I did it for you. I know you did, man. I know you did. <laughs> so I got something to talk to you about, Unc. I was sitting where I could see you right before you went through the curtain. Okay. And when you went through the curtain... You know, yes. man, it was looking pretty gnarly for you there. You had you had the the hunchback going on, you had your cane going and all that, and then suddenly you just snap out of it. So you gotta tell me, number one, what's the secret? Do you got like Michael's secret stuff from like Space Jam? Or like what the hell? Are you just trying to pull the wool over on people over something? Hey, I can't I can't let all my secrets go. Now I gotta work damn what the defenses. hell I thought we were like family a, I out. I gotta here. get a couple defenses in before I let it let the secret <laughs> out. But really though, I do feed off of the people, you know, when I'm cold, when before I start warming up, before I really start taking my first bump, yeah, I do feel old. I, I can't what up, walk Cody. Right. What up? You know, the knee surgeries get to me, the back, you know. But uh, once I get in that ring, once that bell rings, everything starts lightening up. I start feeling lighter. My gut gets a little smaller, and I'm ready to go. He's I was gonna think you look, you look a little. You look. You're looking a little younger tonight, man. You must have got a lot of sleep over the weekend with that belt. <laughs> Absolutely, I slept with the belt like constantly. <laughs> uh, I've had it on my shoulder ever since, and that's why one of my shoulders will be huge next time you see me. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the question. So another thing that we got to talk about is 
All right. Before I go into this, Corey, there are no excuses. You got to come out to GCW because, God God damn it. Number one, I already got tickets. Number two, the match that you said you wanted is happening in Detroit. Oh, really? Chelsea Green versus Allie Catch is happening here in Detroit. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm just saying, you did say that that's a match you want to see, and it's happening here in Detroit. So, I'm just saying. And that's a perfect time as any to talk about it, Unk, man. It's about time we see you back in a GCW ring, sir. They're back in your neck of the woods. I mean, any chance we're going to see everybody's favorite uncle out there? Okay, I'm just going to throw this out here. Uh, We know the last time GCW came to Detroit, they didn't use any local talent. And they got a little flack on that, you know, but they were working towards their own goals, you know. But I'm going to let this, let it out right now in public for the first time. Uncle Chase will be on GCW Detroit. I am booked, baby. Uh, I'm going to be on the greats. This is the hottest promotion in the entire world right now. And I'm so pumped. They already announced Japanese legends for this show. We got uh, Matt Cardona. We got... We got Alex Shelley, who is one of the all-time greats and one of the all-time great um, wrestlers, one of the best of all time. I would love to get a, I'd love to get in the ring with him. But and somehow I am booked on the show, so they haven't announced it yet. But I'm announcing it here on Knockouts and Three Counts. We're less than a month away. Get those tickets if you want to support Michigan indie wrestling. Get those tickets because there's only so many Michigan indie wrestlers on that GCW platform. Unk, can you pl- see? I was trying to tell you, Corey, there ain't no excuses. Yeah. We got tickets. You have to be at this one, mm-hmm. sir. I-, I will definitely be making time for that event. Yes, sir. I would love to meet you, too. We never even actually kicked it outside of the yeah. podcast. Yeah, like I say, man, if y'all are down at GCW, make sure you hit that motherfucking subscribe button before you come down. Hit that like button, comment button, all those good buttons. But if you guys are down there at GCW... Holler at your boy, bro. Like and I said, uncle. we always love to meet the listeners out here. J-Bone, when the fuck you getting a ticket, bro? Hey, man. I'm on <laughs> it, dude. I'm on it. I'm on it. Trust me. I'm on it. I'll be there. I'll be there. Hell Just, yeah. You see me. I got, uh, I got all my homies already got tickets. I got families. <laughs> I got tickets. I mean... This is gonna be a this is gonna be a big thing. It's gonna be a party afterwards. This is gonna be a celebration. Okay, this is gonna be incredible. I'm telling you. I partied with you before, man. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I did too. Nothing we need to talk place. about. It's just wild. Right, right. What he said. <laughs> what were you saying, Corey? Where is the event gonna be at? Yeah. In it Detroit, is, night, it in it's going to be in Detroit at, uh, it's in, I'll tell you right now, uh, I got the email right here, let's see, what do we got, event tickets, Knights of Columbus, 438, uh, 4381 Larkin Street, Detroit, Michigan, 48210, be there, be square, motherfucker, but yeah, man, I can't wait, uh, that show is going to be hard body, uh, Jim, coming in the comments, congrats, champ. All right, Cody, you were in the comments, bro. We've got a lot to talk about with the champ. So, I mean, I figured, why don't we have the champ stick around and uh, talk a little bit of this wrestling shit that we had going down on uh, Friday night. But before we get off BCWA, I got a question for the champ. Tell me about the finish to that match. Because, man, when that happened, I was like, what the fuck happened? I saw you went up for the flip, and then... 
Logan was down and you got the pin, and I was like, hell yeah, that's dope. But I was like, damn, that was kind of out of nowhere. So tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about that part of the match, and uh, what are your thoughts on the finish? Um. Uh, the finish was great in my opinion because <laughs> i won no but no but really uh logan really did kick our ass the entire match uh, honestly i didn't get one i didn't knock him down once at all but i had this in the back in my back pocket one of my finishers has always been i do a backflip i double knee them in the back of the head when they're sitting down most people uh they don't attack when guys are sitting on their ass you know but they never expect it so I knew Logan was going to do a pile driver. And when I saw it coming, I knew this is what I, I, I game plan like an MMA fight. Okay. I know that he's going to have do a pile driver and I know when to strike when he does it. So once I saw him going up for the pile driver, I said, this is it. I'm going to drive my knees into the back of his head and I'm going to pin him. And this is what's going to happen. And you know what? It worked out for me. Thank God. Cause that was my last trick. <laughs> Hey man, he pulled it out the hat, but like I said, it was it was a great match. Like I said, I had to ask a little bit about that finish because I was like, damn, I don't know what just happened, but he got him though. But uh <laughs> hey man, J Bone, you just stay bringing the fans in here. So before we jump over to this wrestling news over here, man, feel free to let anybody know where they can find you on the J Bone show since uh Chase has been talking for the longest time. He wanted you and I to take over this podcast game and shit. Yeah, so, here we are, like man. I said, here we man, are. Man, you it is what it own. is. You know, your boys are popping out in the comments. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Nate. Young Nate. There, man. What up, Nate? Uh, yeah, man. You find me at jbone.com, jboneshow.com. Anywhere you find your podcast, at Jbone Show, man. Anytime you want to rock. Look at that. He's got a bracelet, too. That's one of those exclusive yeah, boys, yeah. too. You don't got those no more. Anytime you want to rock out, man, hip-hop, rock and roll, doesn't matter. The genre music is an expression, dude, and I believe that on the show. So find the Jbone Show. Turn it on. Turn it up, as I say, dude. It's a good time. All right, so since you're the hip-hop guy, though, you got to tell me, what are your thoughts on Rock's hip-hop debut, bro? Dude, he's, he's, <laughs> he's the best rapper alive right now. <laughs> tell, tell, Go tell him he's wrong. Right. <laughs> hey, the thing is, The Rock can – we all know The Rock can run his mouth. That's why we love The Rock, so I'm not surprised. And I said, like, I'm just I said Rock's one of those guys, dude, whatever he does, he's going to be great at it. And I, I'm telling you, mark my words, dude. The Rock will be the president of the United States before it's all said and done. I guarantee you that. You heard that here first. Well, maybe not. You heard it. Knockouts and three counts. Date stamp it. Date stamp it. If we're talking The Rock's debut, though, in uh, the music genre, man, I've heard worse celebrity camos. It wasn't cameos. It wasn't great, but, I mean, it was, you know – he did decent. He it wasn't the worst thing. I've hey, heard. dude, he did. He wasn't the shit. So at least went with the yeah. song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've definitely heard a whole lot yes. worse. Cody popping into the comments. Rock for president, twenty twenty eight. Talking about. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, dude. All right. So since Cody's commenting, uh, commenting in there, we'll go. Uh, we'll start with SmackDown first. Uh, he said he's, he had a feeling that uh, Heyman was with uh, Brock the whole time. I mean, for those that don't know, I mean, Heyman really was like the real-life manager for Lesnar for the better part of like the last 20 years. He may not have been dealing with all of his contracts, but Heyman really did have a part in a lot of uh, Brock's stuff. Now, that being said, Chase, I want to ask you as a wrestler, I mean – 
in my opinion, story wise, that might this has got to be the best story in wrestling right now, bar none. Uh, you're talking about Brock and and Reigns. Brock right versus now? Roman because of the thing with Heyman, because he's yeah, talking about Heyman and which way he's I've, gonna go. I've seen a little bit of it. it. It's fun. So just knowing that Heyman, anytime Heyman is this involved in a storyline, I know that it's gonna be good. And uh, he's honestly Heyman is the most consistent worker in the last decade. Think about every storyline that he's been involved in. It's always special. So uh, I'm sure they're going to pull something off great. It's not necessarily for me. Um, the fact, I hope that Crown Jewel isn't the blow off. I hope it's just a stop on the on their feud, but we'll, we'll see. But it's going good so far. Oh, Uh-oh. we lost Kyle. Good. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Knockouts in Three Counts. <laughs> No, I think a, a good transition since we're already kind of bringing up Crown Jewel at this point. We're all good. It just, uh, yeah, my ah, shit. Damn like, it. Google Chrome decided you, to just. You was taking over the show, man. You're about to be hijacked in here. <laughs> it's hey, all good, dude. Something on the airwaves. Me keep going, bro. Just... You keep going, bro. Fucking, well, uh, where were you headed, bro? What's next? We were talking Crown Jewel. Weird. I was going to bring up what we had on uh, SmackDown since we were talking about that with. Okay. Uh, the whole Brock Lesnar thing. So, okay, Cody Heyman. Let's see. Heyman was the man since Stone Cold way back in the day. See, Cody knows what's good, bro. If it weren't for Paul Heyman, we might not have ever had a damn Stone Cold. So, I mean, for those that don't know, get your motherfucking facts straight. But, uh, hey, that's a good thing to bring up. So, I want to know, what are your guys' thoughts on what we heard come out from Roman uh, regarding all of this competition since we know – that uh, SmackDown and AEW were kind of button heads on Friday. Roman said in a recent interview, he said, Roman said to Complex, facing Punk does nothing for me. He's older now and has lost a step. And because of his UF losses in UFC, uh, they hurt his credibility. And in response to, uh, you know, AEW being a real competitor, he was like, he said that the AEW fans aren't uh, diehard. So, what are what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Roman's uh, comments towards one CM Punk in AEW? Well, I, it, to take the lead real quick on that, I feel as though it, the AEW fans, if anything, are very hardcore. To to that point, if you're gonna make that a part part of your argument, is like, oh, maybe these fans are bandwagon or something like that. They're very diehard and devoted because most of them were already fans of WWE and have added AEW into their weekly schedule and make this something a point to watch and talk about and so on and so forth. So for that to be part of the argument is just false. I think part of that is like him being like a WWE. Like I think I think part of that is yeah. like some gesture like posturing on the WWE end. But as far as to what he said with CM Punk, I just find that funny because of the whole, I mean, okay, so he lost in the UFC, but I mean, realistically as a wrestling fan and an MMA guy, no disrespect, but I never expected him to go over there and be like Brock Lesnar. I I just didn't. And so what about you guys? What are your thoughts as well to be bringing that point up? It's not like he's well. They asked him about it. They asked what his what his thoughts were on like facing CM Punk and if it's something he wanted to do. 
Okay, well, but to even bring up the his MMA or his MMA career into a wrestling question, it for something that you don't plan or have any expectation to ever do, it's just kind of a, a low ball, low hanging fruit, I guess you could say. Yeah, it was interesting because he was saying, "Listen, uh, no matter what, CM Punk, uh, he fought at one seventy. It wouldn't even be realistic for him to beat me up in a real fight." So why would it be realistic for him to uh, wrestle me when I'm the best wrestler in the world? It, it really is interesting. Uh, it was really cool. The funny thing is, even though WWE is obviously on a more of a downswing, Roman Reigns is on an upswing. He's in doing the greatest work of his career. It's really awesome okay. to see. Even his interviews, we're talking about an interview right now. We're not talking about what happened on the show. We're talking about his interviews. And uh, that would never have happened a couple of years ago. You know, so he's not, af- he's not afraid yeah. to be who he really uh, should have been this whole time right now. And it's really awesome to see. Uh, I, I hope he keeps the momentum going, honestly. Uh, I really liked everything he had to say because he kept it real. And he is a home guy, obviously, and he did a great job at being a home guy. Yeah, not to mention he's the flag bearer of that entire company right now. What is he going to say? Facts. He's not going to go there and say, oh, oh yeah, AEW is great. Yeah, come on. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he was supposed to do. But like Corey said, bringing the, you know, the, the fan part into it, man, I think the fan interaction over in AEW is way better than it is in WWE. Just because obviously crowd participation is a huge thing in wrestling. You know, Chase, you know that the energy from that crowd, it just it just moves you, man. And being in the crowd, it's a completely different story. So when you have that and you compare the two right now, crowd wise, there's nothing like AEW. So I, I don't think that argument's valid. I, I agree with you. And I like I said, stuff like that part, I think that's just being like a homer for WWE more so than maybe something that he believes. Uh, I don't got a problem. I don't have a problem with what he said with CM Punk, though. I don't. And and here's why. I don't think maybe you needed to bring up the, you know, the UFC thing, but you have to also understand. Just because I heard Bubba Ray say this on uh Busted Open. Shout out to uh Dave LaGreca, past guest of the show. Hit that motherfucking subscribe button so you can check it out. But uh he was talking about it and he said, um, you know, just because, you know him and punk aren't cool. That doesn't mean he's not cool with Phil, the person outside of it, because you also got to remember the shield was originally been, were supposed to have been brought in to be like punks helpers and shit. Like when they first brought, were brought in, when Roman was brought up as the shield with Ambrose and Seth Rollins, they were supposed to be like the bodyguards originally yeah, of sort yeah. for CM punk. So, I mean, who knows if there was some shit with that, from beforehand because you got to realize that was also when punk you know was at like kind of the height of his run so who knows man maybe there's some shit we don't know about i think some of it's posturing but i also like chase said i also think some of what he said i like that he's being straight up with it um all right roman after battling cancer is a totally different person i didn't care for him in the in the shield uh once he came back from his treatment he gave no fucks you're 100% right, dude. I mean, that's that's the thing. We finally got, like, the raw, straight-up Roman. Now, sure, there's, you know, character to that. But, I mean, I think that this Roman, I think by what all of us have already said, is by far some of the best work of his career. Now, we mentioned The Shield and we mentioned Seth Rollins, but, dude, 
I'm loving what we've seen from Edge and uh, Seth Rollins. I, in my opinion, that was one of the best matches that happened at SummerSlam. You know, it was one of my favorite ones to watch live between just the entrance they had for him with the brood was dope as hell. Um, And, you know, this is one of the few matches where at least by them finishing this mat, this feud, if that's where we're going is, you know, they both are saying that this feud needs to end. Let it end in a hell in a cell. This is one of the times where a stipulation match is being used how it should be. Ooh. Although I still think they need to do away with the hell in a cell pay-per-view, but I like that this match is in a hell in a cell because with two guys like that, that shit is bound to be a banger. Wait, so, uh, wait, so they're, they're wrestling in the hell in a cell at crown jewel. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not going to watch, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man i think that's gonna be one of the best matches on the card i mean these guys being in a hell in a cell match and you give them any um, amount of time dude it's gonna be insane brock has awesome hell in a cell matches he's had yeah. some of the best dude i i'm really excited for this now you actually got you, no not brock there. not brock and roman no i'm saying edge and i'm saying edge and uh I'm saying Edge and Rollins are in the Hell in a Cell. Okay, I'm leaving then because I fucked up. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and honestly, though, You're good. Hey, Rollins needs some redemption Hell in a Cell time after that shit. Are you talking about? Movie. Are you talking about Crown Jewel, bro? Um, Crown Jewel. I bet just trying to answer the comments out here but i do believe crown jewel is live i think it's due to the time difference uh with the saudi arabia because Corey, i mean we had how yeah. many we you know we've had how many fights that were at fight island where they were like two o'clock starts and all that kind of stuff too so i'm pretty well, sure that's actually what's happening with this month's uh pay-per-view and that's why it's free uh it's not being a charged pay-per-view you get to watch it for free as long as you have espn plus membership. which one which one is that the Corey uh, Sanhagen, uh, uh, who's Corey he fighting? Sanhagen, Sanhagen? Uh, uh, Petra, Jan, Peter Yan, Peter Yan, yeah. however the fuck. And then, um, the other Yan, the 205 Yan, um, current champ. Why can't I think of his first name? Um, Yan versus um, Glover. Yeah, I can't even say that guy's name. It's like Jan Blahovich. Jan Blahovich. Jan Blahovich. Jan Blahovich and uh, Glover Teixeira. I didn't realize that was on there, but yeah, that's going to be a banger of a card. And And again, it's yeah, Yeah, and the whole card's super stacked. That's got the Hooker Maklachev fight on it. It's got it's literally stacked. It is a fucking stacked card. So like. Yeah, and then when you got that, and speaking of stacked cards, for any of you guys who are watching this and are in the MMA sphere of things, that Madison Square Garden card, we're going to be joined by our homie James Lynch to break down the whole thing the week of the fight. So, like I said, you got to make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any of it. All right, so we talked about that. Like I said, I'm looking forward to Edge versus Seth Rollins. I think those two guys in a hell in a cell, it's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to tell a hell of a story, and they already have. I mean, Seth showing up in Edge's house. He showed up at Edge's house and is going all through his shit. And, uh, yeah, man, like I said, I think it's cool because somebody kind of – Oh, no. Oh, no. He's pulling out He's pulling out the big guns for knockouts and three counts. Hot damn, I don't know if we got Hulk Hogan or Uncle Chase in this bitch. Or, no, that would be more like Ric Flair. <laughs> 
So what's up with the uh, green ensemble, Unc? <laughs> I wish I had something funny to say, but really that onesie was just really hot. <laughs> I was like, damn, you gotta get out of here. That's good. All right. Well, let okay, let's this is some bullshit. I'm distraught. You know, it's bad enough that we gotta be Lions fans, but did anybody else but me <laughs> did anyone else but me catch Pat McAfee bearing the burying the fuck out of us on SmackDown? Like not once but twice. He he fucking flamed the coach. He flamed the team. I, like, did anybody else besides me catch that? Shout out Dan Campbell for dealing with everything and trying to make it make a sandwich out of shit because he's trying his best, man. That team's just falling apart underneath him. So Cody says you kind of looked like the Grinch for a minute. <laughs> I was thinking, you guys know the mascot for the Philadelphia Phillies? That's yeah, that's that's yes, that's, yes, yes. <laughs> And uh, Alex coming in in the comments, he said, Saudi blood money. Hey, man, that's blood money in the sand for sure. You ain't lying, it must dude. Be, it must be blood money paying uh, to get this card moved to a Thursday. At what you been, say, Every one of them has been on a uh, Thursday, though. Yeah, but uh, with everything, with the predominance of their market being United States-based and, uh, you know, this time zone-based, it, it's just it, – to do it on a Thursday, you could at least do it on a Saturday, so it's Sunday over there, or do it maybe on a Friday. Yeah, so we, like, we yeah. ain't paying them $50 million to run a show here. I was going to say, dog, they paid $50 yeah. million for one show. So and that's, that's just serious. what we're hearing about. They'll yeah. do that at 3 on in the top morning. Of that, to. On top of that, there's several shows a year. So, and uh, we're, we're, I think the deal is upwards of half a billion dollars. It was, or something. yeah, dude, like they got on paid. the books. It, it, that's in, it's incredible. These guys got so much money, it's, it's not even real. It's insane. Yeah. Well, let's let's hear what Mr. Pat McPhee had to say about our beloved Lions, shouldn't we? This okay. Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> if Sammy wins, people would be more distraught than the Lions fans' tears would be. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, no, like Lions fans would be like uh, Motor City Dan Campbell. <laughs> Fucking bake the shit out of us. So he said, if Sammy wins, that people would be more distraught, more distraught than Lions fans because of Motor City Dan Campbell. So he baked our fucking coach and the team. And I mean, after the fucking displays we've been getting on Sundays, I can't really blame them. God damn Man, it, Pat! That's Leave my Lions this- alone, you motherfucker. That's the best publicity we got all year, though, to be honest. The next time I see Pat McAfee live in person, I'm going to smack him in the fucking face. Watch. (laughs) I just want to say we are the last team in the NFL to not get a win. Just want to put that out. Thanks. Thanks, Make me feel even better about my Lions, Corey. Make me feel better. Make me feel better. But you know what's going to make me feel better is at least the fact that what up, though? Oh, look who it is. Look who it is, Chase. Oh, look who Sean. it is. It's, it's his old tag team partner, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Sean Silver. Well, all right. Like I said, I'm a the big fan legend. of... Hey, man. I mean, Sean Silver, it's Sean, been a while, sir. This pulls, he but, pulls uh, in the ratings. I, I, I mean, dude, uh, shit. I mean, we you pulled uh, you've been pulling in the viewers. Like I said, keep the comments coming, keep the likes coming. If you're new here, hit that motherfucking subscribe button. You never know who might be coming. It could be from the world of rock, wrestling, or behind. 
even behind there too. So make sure you guys check that shit out. But uh, like I said, man, we got the King of the Ring finals are going to be at uh, Crown Jewel as well. And what pisses me off, and we talked about this, the finals now after Raw, we know it's going to be Zelina Vega in the finals against Dewdrop. And can somebody explain to me how Shayna Baszler keeps getting fucked? Somebody, please explain to me. She had her in a rear naked choke. She was my pick, dude. And they dropped the ball on that. It sucks. Dude, this was like tailor-made. I thought it was going to be Shayna Baszler or maybe Zelina Vega. But, I mean, I... If Zelina Vega doesn't win at this point, like I like Dewdrop when she was Piper Niven, but I wish they just dropped this shit. What are your guys' thoughts on the inaugural Queen's Crown? Because in my opinion, they dropped the ball with this motherfucker. I'll go first. I thought it was garbage. Go ahead. I thought you were going. <laughs> you had the slow shake going. I'm like, all right, he's about to I go. Mean, we talked about so. those first round matches. You brought up the point last time. The first round matches, they were all like, what? Less than two minute matches, dude. They were right. all the matches combined were at a combined nine minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's no showcase. Wow. Nine minutes combined I mean, for that's... all of them, and Zelina ver Zelina versus Liv Morgan got a minute and a half. Yeah, there's this no is, showcase there for the women, dude. This is not Raw. Yeah, uh, well, it's across Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. To but be going, fair, going back to that, that tournament, I mean, you, everybody knows how how good that tournament was and always has been. I mean, Alex, that's maybe Mark, Shana that's didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. May, may, I mean, maybe, but I mean, shit, I would imagine to get the chance to have the first Queen's crown, I would feel like that would be uh, something like that. But I agree with what he's saying. You know, uh, you know, many superstars refuse to go to Saudi Arabia. I mean, dude, hmm. we know for a fact, you know, Brian Danielson that's over there in AEW is highly publicized. He said he wouldn't go over there. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he wouldn't. There were multiple people who said they won't go over there. Not to mention, so, kind, of a, kind of a spoiler with the whole uh, Xavier Woods thing, and and um, I knew it wasn't going to be Sami Zayn against when Balor and Sami Zayn went against each other the other night because yeah, I already publicized too that Sami Zayn ain't going to go there, so they kind of gave that one away. You know, and that's again that uh, that's my thing. On the King of the Ring side, I feel like they did such a better job than they did with the women because at the end of the day, I liked Piper Niven, like I said, but out of the two of them, I think Zelina Vega needs to win this more than anybody. I think she looked good with that crown. I mean, hell, she looks good anyway. But uh, yeah, like I said, in my opinion, that I, I just feel like that's the only way they can go out of this that would really make sense. And as far as King of the Ring, I am here for Xavier Woods getting King of the Ring because I feel like that guy has been so overlooked as far as what he can do on his own. Um, I think him getting King of the Ring, I think he would do some crazy shit with the crown and everything else. I just, to your point earlier, Javon, I just don't understand why the shortness in these matches, if you're going to try to put a title to it and try to label these yeah. matches as something yeah. special, basically. Right. Why because they've always used that term as like a showcase for good matches throughout the history. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't do that. I, I think to be fair, they only have, you know, five hours of television to fill. So, <laughs> so why not fill? <laughs> if you're going to put something so special, why not put an hour of it at least 
it's it's ridiculous. If they were gonna do it, if they're gonna do it that kind of way, females matches back and forth about who's going to lead into the championship and why you need to watch it next week or you know. And maybe that's why you should have gave them more than thirty seconds in a fucking match, and maybe I I don't know. But uh, they could have just did a one night special on Peacock or some shit, man. Right. Even that, like a, a special, special fan. <laughs> Sean tribute, says they're know, trying to be the it. AEW alternative, so no, uh, so no wrestling allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Oh yeah. There you go. It's called it's called alternatives. If you He's like right. wrestling, He's go right. somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> He's right. I mean, dude. So with that being said, you know, you guys talk about the time they had. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, WWE deciding to go, like, the extra half hour and that prompting AEW to do, like, the buy-in show, which we're going to talk about in a minute because I think, honestly, in my opinion, they had the best match of the whole fucking weekend, and they had it on fucking YouTube. Right. Like, (laughs) I'm just going to throw this there like why was that not on rampage and no and again no disrespect to cm punk versus uh matt seidel because it was a great match i understand why you would want cm punk on that but i'm just thinking if you're going no commercials holy shit would that have been the match to have on tv with no commercials no 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 see this is it's called flexing this is called flexing they say two days before the show this go oh do you want to see the most anticipated match you could possibly want to see okay we'll give it to you for free just a flex and the thing about youtube you got to think about this uh you can see the amount of viewers live okay so as it grows and grows that's just more of a flex and it's just like it's amazing i actually watched this i believe i watched this with my boy sean and we 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 chilled, we watched it, and uh, it was incredible, man. I mean, I really dug it, and I love that. Uh, I love the competition between WWE and AEW. I love that they did the ad free last hour because it backfired on them, and it's hilarious to me. So I keep doing it. It's funny. Hey, man! Like I said, I I loved I loved that match. That match was I dude. They beat the living shit out of each other. Like, I don't know what else to do. Like, that shot that Danielson took where he fucking got dropped. Like, dog. <laughs> Holy shit. He hit this man and he dropped that, man. like a sack of potatoes and said, what? I text you as I was watching that match. Like, Holy shit, dude. Yes. <laughs> this is crazy. Dude, so with that being said, like, what do you think? Do you... Do you think WWE solely did the, uh, you know, the run over because they were on Fox Sports 1? Or do you think that was like an immediate just trying to be like a fuck you to AEW pretty much? Oh, no, it was on purpose. It's uh, a Oh, definitely on purpose. But I'm saying, do you think it was meant as a fuck you? No, it was. Or was it because they knew they were going to lose viewers? Because here's the other thing you got to think about with SmackDown, too, is that SmackDown was on Fox Sports 1, so they're going to lose a lot of viewers because they weren't on Fox. So no, that fuck you. That's, so that, I, honestly, I that's so. a really good way to stir up enough competition to see, like, to bring fans that may have not followed them to the FS1 platform. Yeah. That would like Case said, though, it was a flex. To bring people's that, eyes. that goes back to the whole flexing thing. They did that shit because they knew they could. They don't, And they don't need to acknowledge it either. It's just, that's the WWE man. They're going to do it, and they're going to do it better if not if it's not better it's gonna be just as good and that's just their way of fucking getting over on you dude 
That's just what it is. Well, I mean, the one thing you can't say that you can't not say for them is I'll give WWE credit where it needs to be given. They definitely picked the hell of a thing to put in that final 30 minutes uh, for them to be having that, having Becky and, uh, you know, Becky and Sasha going at it. And then you had the Roman Reigns thing. So, J-Bone, since I know you've seen more of it, what are your thoughts on what we saw from Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns in that contract signing? Where, Corey, to catch you up, since I'm sure you didn't see it, uh, you know, Roman is talking about asking Paul Heyman, like, hey, you know, have you gone through the whole, uh, you know, have you... Uh, you know, have you read through the contract and da 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 da? And Heyman's like, you know, yes, it's everything you wanted, my tribal chief. Well, he signs it. They hand it to Lesnar. Lesnar just says "fuck you" and signs it. To which Roman go- gives the whole "you must be some big uh, country dumbass. You must be a big dumbass." And all Brock said was, "Took the mic and he goes, Roman, I already read over the contract this morning with my advocate Paul Heyman." So, J Bone. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that uh, we're going to see Paul Heyman pick a side at Crown Jewel, or do you think this gets stretched out somehow to WrestleMania? I, I think we're going to have a very physical match. It's going to be it's going to be a fight at Crown Jewel. It's going to be ugly. It ain't going to be wrestling. You're going to see a few suplexes, but that's it. But at the very end, we're going to walk away with more questions than we have answers, dude. And this thing's going to keep going because why wouldn't it? It's fucking. It's great. And it's they finished that without a wrestling match. They finished that with two guys standing in the ring talking. That 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 takes you back because when I was a kid, what got me coming back and forth the Raw and Nitro and all that shit was when guys would be standing in the ring and I'm sitting there like, damn, I got to stay up late next week because I got to see this. You know what I mean? It wasn't the wrestling match. It was the entertainment value that drug you into it. So here we are talking about what they're doing, you know, as far as on the mic and the story rather than the match. I don't think they're going to give us that match yet. I think they're going to go to Survivor Series with that. Well, they got to give us the match on uh, Thursday. Yeah, we might not, not have the, a winner to that match, 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 but they, they going to lock it up. I don't think it's going to be the match that we're expecting. It's going to be a fight. It might even be short, but I don't think it's going to be exactly what we expect. Like I said, mm-hmm. we're going to walk away with a Can lot. Can we talk about them fight. badass purple cowboy boots, too? Like, I was like, what the fuck is this guy wearing right now? Brock Deadass came out in some full-blown. How many guys do you know that number one can bounce Real around on Cowboy? Purple. I just want to throw that out. <laughs> well, look here. Like, I'm just saying, how many men do you know that can bounce around, not only bounce around in Cowboy boots, but be 300 pounds bouncing around in Cowboy boots and shit and jumping all over the place with your purple snakeskin fucking Cowboy boots? I mean, right, hot damn. He, they probably had to kill 25 snakes for them things. <laughs> probably, just, me can. probably just Brock Lesnar and me. <laughs> hey, you got purple snake skin boots, can. too? Of course nobody's going to tell the champ he can't. <laughs> he, he deserves them, you know? He deserves them. With everything he's done, he deserves his purple boots. If that's what he wants to wear, so be it. Dude's banging right. Sable out. Come on. Well, I mean, hey, dude, I mean, if you grew up in the Attitude Era, I mean, that might come with an achievement unlock or something. But uh, uh, like I say, uh, before we get off of WWE, because we obviously got to talk about AEW, because we just said they were going head to head, you know, real rapid fire, Big E versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Who's coming out with the title here? Any chance we see a title change? Big E's got that. 
I feel Go like ahead. Big E's done a really great job in media and done a really great job of self-promotion outside of WWE. So Agreed. Um, for him, for for the organization to basically strip the title uh, of somebody who's already been a challenger multiple, multiple times, I feel like it would just not be the best of moves, honestly. I, I, I think Corey brings up a great point because I'm seeing way more media stuff from Big E than I've seen oh, in yeah. a long Max. time from a WWE champion that's not Brock Lesnar or Cena or Reigns. Well, it's look at the fact really that he was impressive. in the Fury Wilder fight. And did a great job, too. It wasn't like he was just in it. He did a really great job. I I honestly felt like he built a little bit of extra anticipation for the fight based on his extra exorbitant voice that he portrays when he's trying to... Alex, if you're still in the comments, tell us who you got. Anybody who's watching, I want to know who you got. Is it Big E or is it Drew McIntyre? Let me know in the comments. I want to know who's going to win this fucking week. Uh, I'm with you. I think there's no way Big E loses the belt. Um, that brings us to Goldberg versus Lashley. No holds barred. What? Uh, Goldberg's wrestling Lashley? <laughs> well, yeah. At SummerSlam, no Lashley barred, choked out his kid. So Goldberg's trying to get some get back. Uh, I think we already know where Unk is feeling about this one, and I think most people are feeling on this one. But I think Goldberg's going to get him a dub. I think this is going to be his way to get him back. And, (laughs) oh, hell yeah, he's all ready to go. Unk is ready to go. He is ready for Halloween. Hey, can we get get a Goldberg promo real quick? Can you just scream at the mic for us? (laughs) Or maybe Gilbert. Maybe Gilbert. 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 You're next. Getting burnt oh, by man. a fucking sparkler and shit. <laughs> Dude. We like to have fun here at Knockouts 3 Counts. So if you guys are new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um. <laughs> Like I said, I think Gold I think Goldberg's gonna get the dub in this one. Uh they're gonna have him get one over on Lashley now that Lashley doesn't have the belt. Uh I think I think Goldberg gets the dub in this one. Is anybody else on on the opposite side on this one? You think Lashley's getting him? I hope so. No. I, what? I do. Say that to my face, Jay Bone. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I've I've said it once, I'll say it again. I'm just not a Goldberg guy, dude. Okay. Fucking cool, retired. Cool. So I know where you live. So I, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> okay. I know you do. You actually need to come by more often. You know what? You're next. You're uh, next. Both of y'all need to come by more often. I've been telling this guy I want to get in on a workout for like months. He's posting all this shit on IG. You know, follow him at Bald and Bougie. I mean, he is Bald and Bougie, but I mean, shit. Uh, like I said. <laughs> There was plenty of good stuff. Uh, you've also got on Crown Jewel, you've got uh, RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. Uh, I I got to meet Omos, and uh, that guy's like bigger than Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, I'm just saying that motherfucker is huge. I'm just throw that out there, but I think uh, RK Bro is getting the dub on that one. Uh, I definitely will be watching it, but at the same time, I think the real reason everybody's tuning in, you want to see that Roman match. I want to see that edge match. But what's crazy to me, and I want to ask both your opinions on this, is do you think that the fact that they stacked this card so hard 
do you think that that's going to hurt WrestleMania? Because I honestly was surprised that they would let Brock, uh, Brock versus Roman happen on a show like this with WrestleMania being in six months. No, I don't, I don't think so because of the fact of, like J-Bone was saying, I think they could use this match to completely just build anticipation for something in the future. So, no, I don't think so. Okay. Complete destruction, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy. Something, the ring might even break or some shit like we've seen before. Something crazy like that is going to be going on. And Heyman's going to have his little shady ways in it, too. It's just going to lead to more, so... Uh, WrestleMania is a long way away. They always pull something out of their ass. I don't know when, whenever WWE's looking bleak, they always pull something out. They pull a Ronda Rousey out. You know what I'm saying? Like something crazy is going, they always end up making it work. You know, the rock or something, something crazy, you know? Um, so that keeps getting thrown around. You think that that's coming anytime soon? Or do you think that's something they hold off for a while? I just read that they're going to hold it off for another year to do it in LA. Yeah, that was originally what they what we've heard. I mean, obviously, this is all specter speculation and rumor and all that good stuff. But I don't know about y'all, but being that I'm most likely going to be at that said WrestleMania, I'm cool with seeing The Rock come back. Absolutely. I'm, Do you guys I'm think totally that could happen that. at any, anything other than WrestleMania? No. I don't either. No. The yeah, Rock yeah. wouldn't do it unless they're trying. I mean, to he might it. return at a different pay per view, but as far as for like them two to face each other, hell no. Unless they were trying to really build up uh, another pay-per-view as like a solid uh, number two slot, I guess you could say. But that's the only way I could see them doing that. Yeah, I think they're going to use that Saudi uh, blood money to literally resurrect Andre the Giant or something like that. <laughs> they're, they're, gonna, they're going to do they're something pulling, crazy with that money. It's, it's really going to happen. Disney out of deep freeze. There you go. His there first you go, match. Yeah. It can happen. All right, dude. Let's talk a little bit about uh, AEW. So, Chase, you said that you thought Suzuki versus Danielson happening on the YouTube platform was actually a good move. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I'm i not saying it's a bad move, but personally I think that match would have been a better like counterpart to like the no commercial thing, mm-hmm. just in my opinion, just based on the two matches. Not that it was bad. But I just thought that would fit better. So why do you think uh, the Danielson match was a better fit on YouTube? Well, I'm not sure if you heard, but YouTube doesn't have commercials either. Um, it's it's really good. No, it's a good thing. So they so think about it. They already had the card booked. They already had the card booked. So then all of a sudden, two days before the show, they they pull this out like, hey, no, you need to watch something new. They, they it's a brand new show. They just pull it out of their ass. Said, come watch buy in. For just the shit on WWE, it's a huge flex. And like I said, there is something about watching the numbers go up on the YouTube that is a huge flex. You have no idea what's happening uh, on the TV, on the FS1 or, or anything like that. So, uh, And I'll tell you what, it got way more talk than Sasha and uh, Bel Air. And I, and I love those two. So j- just the hype behind the match. It, it's amazing. It using, was great. Like I'm hey, not like dude, using and, that platform though. Think about this though. You're you're coming outside the box. So as you're not being stuck in the mold of I can I got this two hour time slot. I got this one hour time slot every Friday. You go. You know what? No, we can utilize YouTube to add this extra hype 
when we need to, and it really, really, really worked. And I, and I look for them to do something like that similar again. I yeah. really do see that happening again, even for like a, another a big CM Punk match or something, I, just to see the actual draw of a wrestler that you could you could see that in real time on a youtube and i think that's really important i know i personally love when uh any promotion like a lot of the mma promotions and stuff will do events not not even whole events they'll maybe just do the prelims or something like that on youtube and like you say the, the able the ability to see how many people are active actively watching this at this time is really cool B, how many people end up watching it in the long run once it's been out for a week and a half, two weeks, or something like that? Because at that point, most of your replays are going to be played, I feel like. Um, secondly, the way that they did it as kind of like a fuck you, like we're going to retaliate because you guys are trying to step on our toes and everything, I feel like they did a great job because it also targets a secondary market. Like a lot of people like me, I don't live on YouTube when I'm not doing the show because I do many other things. But my one of my uh, most frequented uh, media consumption sites, or however you'd want to word that, if I'm not watching sports, I'm watching YouTube. Put it that way. So if uh, AEW is showing a live event and it's all over the my homepage, there's going to be a ton of people that click that that are also like me that consume most of their media from YouTube. So. I feel like it's a great move, and with such a big match, it's the the high profileness of it will garner the uh, casual. Uh, have you gotten to see the full match yet, Corey? No, I have not. Uh, I need you to go back and check this out. Like I'm telling you, dude, like they beat the living shit out of each other. No, and it was amazing. Like, to give you any even a little <laughs> bit more background, dude, I know you heard a little bit that he was king of Pancrase, but let's yeah. not forget. I mean, dude. Suzuki fought Frank Shamrock. He fought Boss Rutan. He was one of the first original Kings of Pancrase. He also fought, I believe he also fought Ken Shamrock too. Yeah. I mean, dude, like he's fought, like he's Andy, legit. Andy rocks an awesome flame haircut. I mean, how can you hate on that? <laughs> I mean, I was, I always just was above the assumption that maybe his head was like so mangled that it. That's it not a haircut. Like that's that. how, that's how God's hair just come in. <laughs> one big scar one who's watching that may have kids that are of like the seven year old age the movie inside out the anger character where his head's just always on fire that's what i imagine <laughs> that's hey, i got is. a question though about that match and in, in regards okay. to the youtube thing so somebody mentioned it today actually to me do you think that was because of the dynamic between people having cable versus the regular internet like obviously i I'll be honest, I haven't had cable in probably fucking seven years. I don't give two shits about cable. Yeah. But I can watch it on YouTube right on my PS4, right on my phone, anything. You know what I mean? Do you think that had something to do with how they were putting that together to get to, get that out to the people? Uh, absolutely. And I think something Corey brought up is going to be uh, huge to look back at, which is you can look at the numbers uh, throughout the week and not just, hey, just this one time. Now, now let's see you can see the numbers when it happened. Now let's see how much numbers because of the hype, you know, you can see where it comes. What does the hype give it? How many views does that give it? That, that's going to be really, really interesting yeah. to see. I don't have cable. Do any of you have cable? I do. I have access to cable because thank goodness for my lovely mother-in-law who pays for the streaming rights <laughs> to, uh, Xfinity for us all. 
They don't have much cable in Pontiac anymore, man. Yeah, I got cable. I'm still paying for that shit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm still watching it. But like I said, I I can totally understand why you say that because I mean, like I said, like I'm not just saying that. Like, dude, that was fucking, dude, that was nuts. And like the thing is that I think is finally getting to be seen with uh, Brian Danielson, and I think Excalibur said it. Which, hey, wait a minute before I talk about what happened with Brian Danielson. Excalibur was talking about it, but hey, we talked with Excalibur too. Make sure you check out that video when you're done with this one. Anyways, every week, every week he tells you about this interview that he did with Excalibur because he's from Detroit. I do not, you like, lying son it. of we a bitch. It. You don't tell me I'm the biggest fan of, of this podcast of all time. Ed is because he has KO3C Pod fan on his license plate. I bookmark it every That's time you speak thing. on Excalibur. Anybody who's got the dedication to put like Ed literally shows. has KO3C Pod fan is his license plate. So Ed will always and forever be the uh he will always and forever be there, the biggest fan. But Chase is our biggest supporter. I'll give Chase that. Is gonna, Chase is going to come a, next week with a side plate on the Alliance Championship with the KO3C Pod. Uh, something tells me I think we're going to have a a a, four, a fifth visitor here in a second. Uh. Uh, I think we're going to have a fifth visitor, ladies and gents, so stay tuned. But, uh, yeah, like I said, that I was uh, – I know, dude. Like, I mean, he's stealing <laughs> some shit out of uh, Seth Rollins' uh, closet and shit. But, uh, like I said, there's a lot going on in the world of wrestling between what before, happened with Brock. Go ahead. Before we actually do get off wrestling, I don't know if you were making that transition or not, but uh, thoughts on how JDS performed in his first event? Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Hi, damn. I went through everything with AEW, but I was going to, we're going to, we can, we can talk about that as we go into MMA. Hi, damn it. Give me a second. Hi, damn it. It's Sean Silver. It's Sean Silver. Hi, damn it. It's been a long time, guy. Hold on. I should say we're mi- we're Sean Silver, Zane Silver. You already saw his name on the Facebook part. But, hey, Chase's tag team partner and past guest of the show. Well, before we get on to the MMA stuff, Corey, I was actually saving he that one. Really that he was wasn't on joking. The- <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't really surprised, but, you know, no, we were – I wasn't really surprised, but we were talking about uh, the AEW. I was going to get into the AEW debut of JDS – once we got through the MMA, because that was actually on Saturday. But since Corey brought it up, I, for one, was very impressed with what we saw from Junior Dos Santos against Jake Hager. I did not think his ass would get put through a table no way. I'm just saying. And I don't know if I want to see the other end of that camera, because after, what shit. Hell yeah, we might get thrown off the air, and Tony Thunder's not even on the fucking show anymore. We might get thrown off the air, and Tony Thunder's not even on here today. So, hot damn it, I can't even blame Tony. But uh, you know what? Is that really amazing, man? Ready. You you know how these guys are. Champion. That's all I'm saying. What's up? You know? Hey man, so talk about it, J Bone. What did you think of J- or Corey? Here you go. You wanted to bring it up. What did you think of JDS's uh, wrestling debut? I mean, of course, you know. Was it the best wrestling I've ever seen in the world? No. Was it a first match in a like main event slot, basically, and being like the headlining event of the whole? I thought he did decent, man. I thought he did really well. I I really like the whole him having like a manager angle 
and him kind of being like the the help, I guess you could say. It's 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 an interesting dynamic with what they're doing with uh, American Top Team and uh, that's AEW. a look. It's it's a good mix, man. It's Uncle a, Chase it's really looks a lot younger in person. Mix. I'm not sure if his liver spots aren't I'm flaring up today or what it is, but he's, he's looking great. Lovely hat. Well, it looks like he got a lot more sleep this weekend. Hi, damn, Uncle is out the retirement home, ready to go. That belt woke him up. <laughs> but that being said, man, I was I was impressed with his performance, and I uh, hope to see more. Like I had noted in last week's show, when it was already kind of being talked about that that was going to be his first match and stuff, I was hoping that he did well enough to, if, if he's not going to build his wrestling career, at least showcase his athletic prowess so that he'll get signed with some other MMA promotion. One of the two. And I feel like he did absolutely well enough to showcase that both ways. So shout out JDS and shout out really ATT for doing what they're doing with uh, AEW. I feel like it's been good. What I like well, about Mr. JDS Silver. is, uh, is uh, JDS's passion. You can see that he loves yeah. being there, and he loves wrestling. He loves getting involved, and that's what I love seeing. That's why I liked Bad Bunny in WWE because he was just having a great time yeah. and enjoying doing what he was doing, man. Uh, you know, some people don't like all these celebrities coming into wrestling and you know stealing the spotlight. And it definitely is like a, a line you gotta you gotta not cross. It's a fine line, but uh, but when they come in and they're passionate about it, and you, and you see how they love wrestling, you know that's what I love to see. I'd rather see that any day than someone coming out just to do it for because it's a you know it's Dude, a, another Monday this, on their on their six day wrestling schedule week you know. Like look yeah, at Giannis Antetokounmpo when he was in the front row, dude. He was like Nailing having a front. heart attack the in the front row with how much he was loving it. Right. Uh, to your point, though, you bring up like the celebrity appearances and stuff like that. I feel like these, especially when you're talking like the retired MMA guys and stuff, I feel like that that's kind of like a blurred line on the whole celebrity appearance thing. I, I don't feel like they necessarily ride that line as much because they already have the combat sports experience and you know, so they kind of walk that line a little bit closer, I guess you could say. Right. J Bone, what'd you think, man? Did you like uh JDS? Yeah, I thought it was great, man. He went through that table. That was good <laughs> shit, dude. Good for him, man. J Bone's hey, a like big table have... mark. Big table mark. I am a big table mark. <laughs> And honestly, they couldn't have put him in there with a better guy, though. You know, Jericho, obviously one of the goats, man. So he's he's protected in that aspect. So I think it was great. Good well, for speaking him. of Jericho, I mean, let's talk about that, Corey. I mean, you can talk about this, too. You know, it's not JDS is the main name that I'm hearing as far as MMA people that uh, have a future in wrestling, man. I mean, alongside JDS is one Paige Van Zant. What do you think? I don't know, bro. The way she's I, hamming it up on TV, I think she might show up in uh, wrestling. I mean, hell, she's lost both her bare, both her bare knuckle fights. I mean, fuck. What's it gonna What's it gonna hurt? She hasn't confirmed nor denied whether she's gonna have a third. I feel like her second event was a lot more promising. She showed a lot. Oh, definitely more of herself. It was a lot. It was a very competitive fight. I would love. But to Rachel Ostevich isn't even a striker, and she outstruck her. You can call her not a striker, but you're talking we haven't seen her in MMA really in like two years. And she's somebody who yet she may not be a striker because she chooses to implement her wrestling in MMA fights. But that doesn't mean she's not a striker when you put fair enough. Fair point. Fair point. But with that being said, I mean, she fits the role fucking perfectly, right? I mean, there's a reason why she has her own like fan site and stuff like that. People, you know, want to see more of her, you know, and I feel like, uh, her promotion skills and stuff like that 
all that stuff can be worked on. I feel like she's done decently enough for somebody who's just picking up a mic on the wrestling end. There's definitely a ton of matches they could do with her. I've also heard she wants to transition back into MMA. So I could even see... Paige, yeah. call me. Call me. Paige, simp it out. Call me. Simp. Call me. <laughs> but she's already kind of rumbled that she wants to maybe make the transition back to MMA. And with AEW ha- having some ties with Bellator, I feel like maybe that... She- story could play out there even with the jds thing as well with like him versus jake hager maybe in the future or something along those lines so damn it my commando hooks aren't going back where they're supposed to but yeah Paige, call me uh but yeah that was back from chicago when miles was supposed to fight uh anthony pettis i met her at the the meet and greet and all that shit but uh yeah man i like the idea of it i have no problem with it the only thing is you know, and this is something that Jimmy Smith brought up, you know, and Jimmy Smith being the commentator for uh, Raw now, you know, my only concern when it comes to them bringing in like the ATT guys is I want to know if it looked this way to you guys, especially, you know, you guys chasing uh, Sean, because dude, you guys being wrestlers, I mean, in a lot of ways, it Aww. felt like when the ATT guys were kind of laying the, laying the beat down, uh, it just kind of seemed like they were like overly trying to ham it up, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, but, uh, especially Vanderford, bro. When he got on top of dude and is trying to drop these elbows, like they were like so like exaggerated. It almost felt like I feel like you know it's what better I mean? than the alternative, though. I agree. I agree. But like I just it almost like my only thing is I love the crossover between MMA and wrestling, but I just don't want to see the MMA guys come in there and make a mockery of the shit either. Well, they're, they're being told, those MMA guys are like, well, it's pretty close, just really exaggerate what you're doing. So they're thinking, okay, I'll exaggerate what I'm doing. You know, that's what wrestling is. You make everything yeah, a lot fair. bigger than what it is. It'd be big, yeah. an exaggeration. And they're just taking it too far, obviously. So there's, again, there's a line there. And they haven't learned that. It's part of just... What know, I'm saying makes really. sense, though, right? That's a, like, that's you get what I'm valid, saying. That's a very yeah. valid point. I think it also goes back to lack of experience a little bit once they start to go you know further in their wrestling career if that's the way they end up you know pursuing and secondly i feel like a big point is whether or not they go back and watch their footage you know watch themselves perform and see where they were kind of lacking in moments or where they feel as though they could step up and i feel like that all depends on how passionate they are about the the business and wrestling so they don't care they're not going to go back and watch their stuff and care about improving Yeah, my point exactly. The ones that care enough too will show improvement. The ones that don't won't. So, what about you, J Bone? What do you think of uh, what do you think of Paige Van Zant in the ATT deal in wrestling? I like it, man. But like, like you guys, I mean, you don't want to be those guys that come in and make the mistake of of you know busting somebody open or really laying those elbows in, dude. I, I need that back. Can Just I have right. that back? <laughs> I don't listen. I'm I'm one of those people who makes all this merch and I give it all away and I don't have nothing for myself. You don't keep one copy for like the files. I don't take shit. I fucking run in. I run into these guys all over the place. I'm like, here, take this, take this, and then I get home. I'm like, oh, I got empty. Speaking boxes. of new merch, knockouts and three counts has got that new merch dropping oh, that shit. order on what? October 29th. Oh, so put in that pre-order. You guys got to get you the, one. Did you say the 29th? I did. That happens to be 
my birthday. So for anyone Ooh. watching, you should buy a shirt for my birthday. That's that that would be a very good birthday. Alex shirt. coming in in the comments on YouTube. This is what we like to see. If you're new here, brother man, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We might have something real cool for uh, coming for you Thursday. He said Junior Dos Santos and George, meaning George uh, Ore Masvidal, would yeah. beat every AEW wrestler in that locker room. As a hardcore MMA fan, uh, any anyone over at ATT is unrealistic to me. I agree completely. Full disclosure, um, Alex, I've trained at American Top Team. So full disclosure for you, you know, you, yeah. Devin, you're not here to ring the bell. Fuck you, bitch. Uh, but yeah, man. Rest in, rest in peace, Devin. Oh. No, no, no. Devin might be coming back to Detroit real soon. So oh. not rest in peace, Devin. So well, you guys got to make sure you hit that subscribe button because I definitely got to uh, – we'll definitely yeah, have Devin back here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a kid and a fiancé now. Son of a bitch, man. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's all hemmed up over here. But, Alex, to answer your question, yeah, like I said, I've trained over at American Top Team. I'm not saying that any of the wrestlers should blow through it. I'm just saying – I'm asking more so in the sense of from the wrestling end of it, did you think that ATT was almost the, like the other ATT guys and girls were kind of like almost making a mockery of it to a point? I don't think that just uh just a talking point because they were they were getting a little bit animated, but like uh uh Sean said, you know, I mean I'm sure they're being told to sell the shit out of it. So I I'm not surprised by that at all. Um with you being such a big MMA fan, man, let me know. What do you think? What do you think uh, on Paige Van Zant being in wrestling? And uh, what the fuck you think of Uncle Chase's hat? Before you answer that, Chase, you must be in the role play or something because there's no way you just have all these costumes laying in your bedroom for no reason. That's, that's all he I'm just had a receding that. hairline for quite a few years now, so he just has collected so many hats. I'll just I am a hat attention. collector myself. Chase doesn't know, want to sit his belt down. You know, I feel kind of naked over here. here. I know all about the <laughs> collecting hats for receding hairline reasons. So. All right, Alex coming in in the comments again. He said he laughed at Paige taking selfies in the ring. I thought it was funny too, but like I said, some people were a little pissed off by it, but I think Paige Van Zant would be great in wrestling. So we'll have to see what's going to come from her in the in the future as far as wrestling goes but that's as good a way as any to segue to mma before we talk about what went down on aw dynamite on saturday obviously we already talked about dos santos's debut but there was more to talk about so Corey, what do you i mean yeah, i feel not. like there wasn't a whole lot Lost to talk about spider. on the mma no. end of things uh i think there might be more to talk about on this big ass spider that's on uh sean silver's head <laughs> but uh very festive i just want to say i'm glad i'm glad you welcome <laughs> like this and then your hair is a lovely home for the season but if we're taking the lead into uh mma here i feel like honestly the big note if we're going to start with the ufc the veterans performed man the veterans really showcased in this, uh, in this fight night. I really was uh, genuinely surprised. Not surprised like because both of them have been still very much in contention. I don't have a hat hat, man. But uh, both Jim Miller and uh, Andre Arlowski looked really good on the night, man. Uh, Jim Miller in particular got the knockout first one in a quite a while in his career. But 
looked very impressive doing it, man. Weathered a bit of a storm in the first round. Uh, was able to get the takedown shortly thereafter the uh, initial kind of stumble. And implemented his game. And really, once the, once the fight was back on the feet, he... Uh, he did everything he needed to to get the dub. It was it was very impressive for somebody that season. Somebody you're talking about has the most fights in the UFC at, up to this point. He looked great, man. He really did. I, I was I was genuinely impressed. If we're talking just Jim Miller, okay. Jim Miller's a Jim Miller's a savage, dude. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. you, Jim Miller. If you're watching this, this is Uncle Chase. Uncle Chase loves Jim Miller. Alex, do you love Jim Miller? That's what we need to know. But to answer what he's talking about in the comments, I mean, since that was the other fight and the fight that everybody wants to talk about as far as from the UFC, first of all, what are your guys' thoughts on the fact that this chick just missed weight two weeks ago? Like, that missed, uh, clearly didn't miss Uncle Chase's screen. Uh, but she <laughs> lost, uh, she missed weight two weeks ago. And then not only do you get another fight, you get a main event fight yeah. at 145, man. Like, and then and- to go out and fight like that, it's just, I mean, I don't know, bro. It's not a good look for Aspen Ladd. No, she's gonna, and I'm. I'm actually was going into that fight and asking my Even with the lackluster performance, I feel like being out for two years is not being ruled enough into that. She just had a bit of ring rust. I feel as though maybe her next performance will be a better version. But that being said, yeah, she wasn't able to really flick the switch, man. She she was able to slightly in the fourth round when she was able to get the takedown and implement her game. I was hoping because I was rooting kind of on the lad side in this fight that uh, we had kind of seen where the fight was going to go in the fifth round. (laughs) And watching that fifth round, she literally did nothing but hold her up against the cage and didn't even really put a, a valiant effort for somebody who knew that they were already down to the point where they were going to lose the fight. If they did not get a, you know, finish victory in that round. She just held her up against the cage in the fifth and just kind of was a lackluster fight, to be honest with you. Norma Dumont did a great job of uh, keeping range, implementing her jab, stopping the takedowns, landing a couple power shots when she was able to throw them without much um, danger coming back her way, I guess you could say. when she, you know, She was really good at throwing the counter shots once the shot was already thrown, but it was... It was just a lackluster fight, man. I, I, I'm well, what do you think that hard... this win does for Dumont, though? Well, first point, as as a hardcore MMA fan, somebody who watches every single fight card that I can get my hands on for the most part, whether it be, you know, locals or, you know, higher-end promotions, Bellator, so on and so forth. But it's just... It's unfortunate for both of them. I I hear all the time from fans and stuff that like, oh, this is a bullshit main event. How is the UFC going to do this as a main event? There's so many better fights. And I'm usually the type that if I'm not commenting in the comments, I'm like already had something typed out that I'm deleting type shit, you know? And in defense of these fighters getting their first main event or whatever the case be, but this was a prime example of this was not meant to be a main event fight. It shouldn't have been five rounds. We did not get a good five round fight by any means. And it was unfortunate really for both of them being the fact 
to answer your question, Kyle, that this was uh, in 145, which is the lightest division in UFC, bar none. Like, there's literally not even rankings in the division. It's so light of a roster on the 145 side. Um, she very well could fight somebody like who she was originally scheduled against, uh, Holly Holm. She could end up getting a fight like that, or she could fight some other person that they deem in title contention at 145. But realistically, I don't think she did enough in that fight to earn a title fight. Even if uh, Nunez wants to fight at 145 anytime soon, I don't feel like that would be the best option, even coming off the uh, multiple wins in the weight. Alex says, how about Kayla Harrison versus Norma for a UFC debut? I I mean, that's, I think that's a murder for... That's a murder for Kayla Harrison, but Kayla Harrison's going to Bellator because she. I don't think so, dude. You're wrong. So okay, talk about it then. So hold on one second, Corey. So hold on one second. Harrison's light spot is her is her ability on the feet still. Right, but hold on one second though. Chase just brought up a great point in response to what you were saying. So Chase, uh, like I said, Alex says in the comments, Kayla Harrison versus Norma for a yeah. UFC debut. Chase Which says he thinks she's to going to. That. Chase says he thinks she's going to Bellator. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Why Kayla, do you think she's going to Bellator? Okay, I'm gonna leave you with this because my ADD is kicking in. Um, uh, Kayla Harrison is going to Bellator. That's a scoop. That's a scoop from Uncle Chase right now. He she is gonna go to Bellator. Uh, because she has an automatic big money fight with Cyborg, she's gonna go straight into the Cyborg fight, uh, and she can she can uh, sign a you know a three fight deal, blah blah blah, and go to the UFC in a year. You know she will go to Bellator for a year, have a few fights, and then go to UFC. It'll just be a pit stop, and she will cement she that that'll cement her legacy. You know uh, fight Cyborg while she still has the draw. You know, and Kayla Harrison will be Cyborg for sure, and it'll be a fucking. And just one year pit stop to the UFC. She's already taken, you know, a few years to get there. So it's all good. She's she's really killing it. She's going to be a good pro wrestler, too, when she decides to be a pro wrestler. She's I said that from the mic. first time she came she's out, for sure. But um, much love to you guys. I got, I'm got. i going to go uh, hang out with my homeboy. Um, much love to everybody. Thanks for having me on. Young Jay Bone. Corey, no. um, I'm thinking about growing my hair out. Let me give me Let me know about your hair treatments. And stuff like that, because I'm, you know, I could do it. I just don't. Uh, it's, for, it's for the gimmick. It's for the gimmick. And conditioner. You must be real with the conditioner. No fucking mixed treatment shit. Fucking Shampoo and one, conditioner. That sounds like a lot of work. Corey said, "I got them luscious locks for a reason. Been taking lessons from the Big Val Bosky and shit." If you want it to not be shitty, you got to use both shampoo and conditioner. Oh, no shit. See, what we give you wrestling people? news, MMA news, and hair tips in this bitch. Yeah, a lot of handsome people on this podcast. All right, anyways, I'm going to head out. Uncle Chase, um, we will see you soon. We appreciate the time, Uncle. Much love. Love you guys. Can't I'm going to sign off with this. Everyone's got to go watch Jimmy Jacobs versus Atticus from the Deathmatch Circus Show, ICW, No Holds Barred. Amazing. Ooh, Jimmy Jacobs, past guest of the show, Jimmy Jacobs. Ding, ding. Yeah, ding, ding. Past guest of the show. We got to check that out. Much love to Uncle Chase. Shout out for having him on the show. Yeah, shout out to the champ. Motherfucking champ. 
I'm telling uh, you, riot anytime he's around. No, not in the mood. My YouTube. Yeah, who's not in the mood? Sorry about that. You're taking you this to a whole different level of podcasting. Huh? All right. So Alex has brought it up. Now this is as good a time as any to talk about it. But yeah, Aspen's coach and boyfriend shouldn't have yelled at her that much. And he thinks that she he was a bit of an a-hole. So he was he was a bit stern, not to not to jump into the point, but uh he was a bit stern, but I feel as though a lot of it's overblown because of the fact we haven't been able to see MMA cornering in the past. Um this this whole new era of lack of fans, so we're getting to see cam- corner cams and stuff like that a lot more. Um it sometimes is great. Sometimes you get some of this on the losing end, especially when the person that's winning uh, their corner is not necessarily speaking English. You usually get the corner cam of the person that's losing. Um, it, in this circumstance, I, I feel like a lot of the criticisms may be not justified to a point. I feel like he should have chose a better tone to say what he was trying to say but his words were true. She wasn't able to implement her game. She wasn't really looking like she was honestly trying that hard. And I felt like he was trying to my point when we were breaking down the fight, she wasn't able to flick that switch except for one point in the fourth round. And I feel like that's what he was trying to do was reach the light switch. J bone. What about you, man? I know uh, you checked it out. Do you think uh, dude went overboard? I don't, man. I, I don't think he owes anybody an apology. I don't think it was overboard. Like like Corey's saying, here's something that's kind of fresh and new in that aspect. We don't get to see that very often, especially in, in any other sports. You don't get to see stuff like that. So you're now, hold on curtain. one second. One second. Just to be clear so everybody understands what we're saying here. I'm not arguing that it wasn't bad coaching. Like, you could see that it clearly wasn't doing what the fuck she needed it to yeah. do to yeah. help her out. I don't think that's what we're arguing here. Uh, I think... It's just I a, think it was that a tone it, issue. It was a tone yeah. issue 100%. I think he wasn't doing enough to try to help build her up right. when she was already All visibly that, getting beat it down. It and I think that had a lot to do with it. But go ahead. It wasn't beneficial. Like the coaching wasn't even there at that point. He's like, his, what was he saying? What are you doing? I want to know what you're doing type of stuff. But at the same time, you got to understand, like you said, these they're in a relationship. So the level of like the way I'm speaking to you is going to be different than the way as I'm speaking. The way I'm talking to my doctor is going to be different than the way I'm talking to my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's different Thanks. levels to that. And we just got, like you said, that's just the tip of the iceberg, man. You would know. You, you So like that's so okay. Shit, so way worse than that. I'm sure. And we've never even. All heard. right. So, and I, and I, and I do have a few thoughts on this. So as J bone says, I mean, I've had my fair share of different kind of coaches. I mean, like we talked about earlier in this show, I was getting ready for a jiu-jitsu tournament. We were cutting weight. I And, Corey, you have played sports with me for the better part of the last a lot of years. Name how many times you've ever heard me complain about being hurt. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I know, but I'm to make the point I'm making, mm-hmm. like, I don't ever complain about being hurt. But we were in a tough practice where we're all getting ready for a tournament. My coach telling me, ah, don't be a puss, get back on the mat. Well, I ended up having to get stomach surgery. They ripped out my appendix and six inches of my small bowel and all that. But obviously we didn't know, you know, that was what the problem was at the time. 
But I mean, the point I'm making here is a lot of times you're going to get coaches that are going to give you tough love. Now, in my personal opinion, do I think that he went overboard? I think he went overboard from the sense of that. I don't think the, the criticisms that he was giving her or coaching advice, if you want to call it that, you know, like when he got to the point where he started saying over and over again, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. How yeah. is that helping in a corner? Right. Not like you think she did like as a fighter, whether your coach tells you otherwise or not. And he straight up told her you're down three rounds to zero. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're winning or losing a fight. And I agree from the standpoint that I think nothing he was saying was doing anything beneficial. Uh, and you could see that with the way her head kind of drooped down and things. Yep. But that being said, though, I think that this shines the bigger light. And I mean, again, everybody's different. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be allowed to, you know, you shouldn't have your significant other walk out with you to the cage. That's different. But for a significant other to be your head coach, I don't think that that's a good dynamic because I would never be able to like, as somebody that sat outside a cage and outside a ring and been in somebody's corner for some of these fights, like I couldn't imagine sitting out there and having to be the one to coach you, you know, through a fight, because I think I would be just as panicked because you're my girlfriend as I am fucking hype as shit that you're fighting. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's definitely a weird dynamic. You've seen it a ton of times. I honestly, to, to be true, I think the, the father son thing is a little stranger in my opinion, because a lot of times these nah. athletes, especially, you know, these female athletes in particular, they, they grow a fondness and they end up choosing certain head coaches for a reason because they feel some type of connection, whether that connection ends up turning into something more and that's where it progresses to or whatever the case be. But I, it is a weird dynamic, especially for when you're talking at like the highest of levels in UFC and, you know, Bellator and stuff like that. I feel like it just maybe like at being a secondary voice or taking second reins in the corner would be great. But to, to do a whole training camp where it's just kind of you guys and whatever athletes you can bring in and stuff like that. And she's not really training out of like a solidified gym, if I'm not mistaken, it's just, it's a weird dynamic. I do feel as though she would maybe benefit from maybe going to Vegas or something like that, getting, you know, some type of other head coach. I feel like he would still do great as a secondary role, but to do what they're doing now, I feel like it's just a, it, it throws a wrench in something that's already very complicated in fighting. So. Isn't uh Pat Barry? Isn't he in Thug Rose? Pat Barry, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. they're together. He's not, the head coach, right? he's not the head coach over there. He's, not the head coach. Her head coach is Trevor Whitman. Yeah. Okay. And that's and that's to my point. A lot of significant others may or brothers or sisters or whatever the case may be in the corner, but I feel as though being in the corner and being the one that's designated as head coach is just two different roles that maybe should be better kept separate. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we're all on the same hand. I don't necessarily think, okay, Aspen, let's see, Aspen should stay at 145 but join a major camp like AKA. 
Um, yeah, I feel like AKA would be a great choice in particular because it would it would really help with her wrestling. And one thing, if being an Aspid Lad, Lad fan like myself, one thing she did showcase in earlier in her career before she had this significant layoff was a insane killer instinct when she was able to get people to the ground. So if she was to go somewhere like AKA the American Kickboxing Academy, which is known for their wrestling, <laughs> just want to point that out. Every time I hear their name, it's just ridiculous. But she would really, that would be a great choice in camp, honestly. That, that would, because learning wrestling and being able to not only try Here's, to here's my only question on. with AKA, though. Like, uh, and again, I, I haven't seen too much of her <laughs> training, so I can't, like, comment as to, like, how hard they're going in her training and stuff. But here's the thing with AKA. AKA is no, notoriously known as a gym that, like, spars hard as shit. And they beat the hell out of each other. So is that a spot that she would be able to adapt to? As because as you're somebody, not it ain't gonna be no soft ass training there. Yeah, it's definitely still not soft training. And from everything I've seen on their end, that she is not doing soft training now. She's just doing and I'm not saying she is, I'm just saying yeah, does she I, I fit in well with didn't know either way. But from what I've heard on the the sparring in and stuff from people like Josh Thompson and stuff from watching, watching podcasts and many media outlets. A lot of that sparring at AKA has gone down. They do a lot of heavy wrestling training where they like, won't it, it not like not play strike and stuff when they get people in positions, but they just, the sparring has been significantly toned down from the level it was just 10 years ago or something like that. So all right. Well, we still got a little bit more to talk about. You know, we talked about it at the top. I think the big story of MMA of the weekend is Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson yeah. beat the shit out of Brian Bader. Ah, damn. That was yeah. quick. That was quick. clean. That was concise. I mean, what a win for Corey Anderson. Uh, I mean, there's not really much you can really say about that one because, I mean, hell, it was so quick. He went yeah. in, knocked him out, and took care of business. Uh, but that being said, you know, you see all this back and forth between him and Jan Blahovich with, uh, Jan getting ready to, uh, defend his title and all that. I mean, okay. So Jan slept Corey Anderson, but let's not make it like Corey Anderson didn't beat the shit out of Jan before that fight was over too, because Jan posted the picture of him all busted up. So I mean, fucking, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the beef between uh, the light heavyweight champ? Not impressed. Uh, Bader is is chinny at 205. Wow, so you're not impressed by Corey Anderson at all. Wow, okay. Hot take Alex. I wouldn't say not impressed, but that is a valid point. Bader has shown to this point that he's a little chinny now that he made such a run at heavyweight for Bellator that now cutting down the 205 has been a bit of a struggle for him. Um, he's made it through the first fight in the tournament, but that being said, Alex is partially right. I, I do say that. But uh, Corey Anderson, you, it, even with that being said, he did land the shot, whether he's a little chinny or whatever the case be. He did still land the shot, and it was very well executed. You could see how he was kind of very measured in his striking game which isn't always something we've seen from Corey Anderson. He's been 
very wrestling heavy his whole career. And that's something I've noted going into this fight was I felt that was the direction it was going to go because we had two wrestlers going against each other. It was going to end up being a striking fight. Um, but really shout out Corey Anderson. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the him versus Nemkov fight. Um, that fight, uh, Nemkov in particular, his fight being that it was a short, uh, short notice opponent and everything, uh, and Ingliskis, and I can't even say his name. I'm not even gonna fucking try. Ingliskis or however the fuck. He looked good for a short notice opponent. Was almost able able to. Get he him dropped out. him in the first round, That's dude. That's what I was saying. Was almost able to get him out in the first round. So shout out for. That was something I had noted on last week's show as well that they did a great job of finding somebody that was going to fill in that wasn't just a scrub and it they made the fight at least competitive for a short notice about um shout out nemkov as well though for getting the victory i'm very excited for who ends up being the uh 205 champion and the grand prix champion after the uh matchup of the two though i'm with you on that one well before we get out of here we can't not talk about the way the weekend ended the weekend ended, you know, AW Dynamite was on Saturday this weekend as opposed to Wednesday. They're going to be on Saturday again next week as well. So, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. First and foremost, I mean, J-Bone, what are your thoughts now that we've not only seen the return of Leo Rush, but now Leo Rush is, you know, kind of aligning himself with Dante Martin mm-hmm. while his brother is out of town. And, you know, you heard Leo Rush say you know, and for cor- for those who don't know, you know, he the week before he issued an open challenge and it was accepted by Malachi Black. Uh, you had Malachi Black versus Dante Martin, what I thought was a really badass match. Uh, Dante came out the loser on that one, but Leo Rush said after the match that from now on he's not going to have to worry because everything's going to be money because he has a new tag team partner and Leo Rush. So, first of all, what are your thoughts on Leo Rush being back in AEW? And secondly, what do you think of him saying he's going to be Dante's partner, being that eventually his brother's got to come back? Yeah, I think it's good for him, man, because honestly, Leo Rush, when he was in WWE, man, I always felt like he was one of those guys that were smothered in his creative. Because, I mean, we've seen him everywhere else. He's, he's actually really damn good. So him being in AEW could give him, you know, more of a flow for himself to have creative control over that. And honestly, I think it'll go. It's gonna go good places for him, to be honest. And that, there's no better place for him right now. AEW, that's perfect for him. I think it's gonna go great for him. I I can't argue that, dude. I I think yeah, I think Leo being with him is a good look for Dante. And mm-hmm. I mean, then like I said, you always have that part of the story that's gonna be interwoven in whenever his brother comes back, because yeah. then it's like, okay, well, you're his partner. Well, I'm his brother. We were partners, yeah. you know, and they're twins too. That's the yeah. thing. So like, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out, but I agree with you. I think that's going to be a good look for him. At least if nothing else, it's going to be something that keeps him, you know, in the, uh, you know, in the hunt. Uh, I gotta say page picked a hell of a group page Van Zant, who we talked about a little earlier, picked a hell of a group to go head to head with, because we all know that Jericho can run his mouth on a mic and, after that is when we saw the whole showdown between ATT and them, you know, where we heard Jericho say things to Paige like, what filter do you use? Juno, bimbo, or bitch? Or like, you know, like Jericho was chewing her up, and it was funny watching Austin Vanderford get so hot 
about it. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm here for it with the ATT stuff as long as they don't bastardize it. I think it's good to have uh, Masvidal come in after he knocked Jericho out with the flying knee. Uh, a la what he did to Ben uh, Askren uh, the week before. I, I I enjoyed it, but we had a couple of mask guys show up, J-Bone. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of mask guys show up, but I don't know about you. The mask guys, they they looked a little familiar. Yeah. Something about those boots might have gave it away. Mm-hmm. This was a reminiscent of maybe the time old Kurt Angle was El Gran Luchador. Was yeah. this El Gran Luchador 2.0 in this bitch? Yeah, dude. Um, I, I seen a few things on that. I didn't get to watch that whole thing, but I was reading some stuff. That's that shit. It's going all over the Twitter machine. That's gonna be. I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but I'm in for it. I love shit like that. That that's what I'm talking dude, about. Dude, it was dope, and I mean. That's that old school wrestling thing. That's the thing that just keeps you, keep me there, dude. Keep me in there. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be in the ring. Dude, and the thing is, like, out of all titles they could have won, too, right? Like, you've got FTR, which are, like, the clear rednecks, and they go in there, take the masks off, and they won the AAA tag titles in Mexico. So now they have to go to Mexico at some point. So, I mean, it's a good look, and... Here's the little detail that nobody even noticed. Did anybody notice the little detail at the end? How when Tully came out, uh, Dax finished him with the brain buster too. Like the little details yeah. that those guys do. Like as far as tag teams right now, say what you want. For my money, FTR is the best tag team. If not, they're top two or three anywhere you want to look. Yeah, they, uh, and they kind of drifted for off teams. for a minute. To be honest, for a minute they were kind of drifting away from like everything in AEW because when they first came in, they were red hot. And I feel like they kind of, like, drifted out of the picture. But doing that, I think that was pretty cool, man. Like I said, that brings back those old-school wrestling vibes. We know what's going on. It's just cool to see it. You know what I mean? I'm totally with it. You talk about those old-school wrestling vibes. Well, Alex coming in in the comments. Malachi versus Cody 3 could be Cody's win. Okay, so that is a perfect as perfect of time as any uh alex what were your thoughts on uh the vignette we saw because that's what we saw next uh not only was arn anderson trying to get it through to cody but he's in his yard with his uh what did he have in the in the can what was it he had it on fire out in front of the house oh, dude. Uh, i'm trying to think he had um it was his coat or his suit yeah. Alex, what did he have in the, what did he have in the uh in the bucket? Basically, he had a trash can that he was lighting Cody's stuff on fire and basically letting him know like he needed to get back to basics. Basically, saying he had gotten you know we had bald and bougie on, but he was getting too bougie apparently for the enforcer. Um, I like the old school vignettes, damn it. Plus, you don't know where Cody's gonna go out of this. This is gonna bring out that that dog, that nasty side of Cody, you know, fucking with Malachi black. I think, I think it's good for him because I think Cody has been such a baby face for a long time. I mean, let's not forget Cody can do the heel role pretty damn good as well. And I'm with you. I think Malachi versus Cody three is going to be a good match. And I'm with you, Alex. I think Cody has to win that match. Uh, what were your thoughts on the promo J bone? And, uh, what do you think about Cody and, uh, Malachi black getting ready to lock it up next week? I think it's good, man. Like you said, those those vignettes, man. I've I've always been a sucker for vignettes in wrestling too. Especially, I mean, dude, with Arn Anderson there, like, come on, that's anything that dude is like you said, old school vibes. That just brings it back, dude. So that's gold for me. But yeah, I think Cody's got to win. He has to. Like, what what else 
if he beats him again, like what's what's that do for him? Unless he's going away for a minute, he's going to be behind the curtain for a while and then come back with something else. You know, that could be that, but he's got to win. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like you're already past that point too because let's not forget about Rhodes to the top as well. I mean, mm. you've already got that that's kind of showing everything that's going on in their life behind the scenes with them having the baby and yeah. everything else too. So, I mean, you, I mean, at this point, you got to do something. And mm. I, I think that those vignettes are a great thing. I feel like we're going to see a little bit more of a dog and a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of that dark side of Cody coming out. He goes, uh, all right, the crowd is going to boo if Cody wins, but are they though? Cause Cody can't keep losing. Like, I mean, say what you want, but I mean, the guy can't keep losing, but I mean, AEW fans, I will say, you know, it's funny as much as I think we're all enjoying AEW, uh, that's something to talk about too. And that the competition that we've seen in between the two, I don't understand why there's so much of this, this back and forth. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I mean, I feel like if anything, the competition as we saw on Friday with SmackDown is forcing WWE to have to do good stuff. I think it's forced AEW to do some good stuff. I don't understand it, but I mean, the thing is Alex could be completely right, dude. I mean, we really, I mean, do you think if Cody wins, do you think they're going to boot uh, J-Bone? They, they could because, I mean, everybody, like, Malachi Black's red hot, dude. And when he came in, everybody knows his history, you know, where he came from. So that helped him along even more. So the fact that he's gaining that momentum and still gaining that momentum for him to lose this soon in his run, I mean, yeah, I could see them booing that. I feel you like. You never know with a wrestling fan, dude. Wrestling fans one of the most unpredictable people in the world, you know, you just never know. Facts. I feel like if they, I feel like if they're gonna run this match back so many times though, they very well might boo. But I feel like it would wouldn't make sense to run this match back so many times with uh, out Cody at least being victorious one time. It, mm. it just wouldn't make sense. I, I'm with you on that one, especially with everything that's happened. I think Cody needs to get that win back. But Alex, you very well could be right. But speaking about a match and people getting get back, I mean, Darby Allen, who, hey, you can check out our interview with Darby Allen as well. We ended up in Bleacher Report for that one when he told us to tell Evolve to go fuck themselves. Uh, but um, we're talking about Darby Allen and MJF. Darby Allen obviously couldn't come out this week because masked men, <coughs> MJF, uh, beat the shit out of him in the back. And obviously we didn't see Darby Allen, but who steps up, lo and behold, but... Woo! It's the singer. It was the stinger. And it was funny. MJF did not want no smoke with Sting, bro. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know, bro. Something about that bat. He still didn't want no smoke with yeah. Stinger. Hey, and you know what? That's good for MJF too, man, because obviously we know that guy's gonna be a star, whether we like it or not. He's already got it. And just for him, you know, he's the best the heel rub. in wrestling, just, period. Just for him to have the rub with Sting, man, that just does wonders, you know, for him down the road. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's that could be another thing, another rival that could go for a long time, him and Darby Allen. Because I think that a lot of good matches could come out of that. And we're not talking I, just one or two matches. I agree. That could be, that could be a longstanding feud that could go and, and lead up to something special. Just the yeah, contrast think, in styles alone would do good for that. Go yeah, ahead, Corey. Exactly. Well, and I feel like they need to start steering uh, MJF in a different direction. They've done the Jericho thing quite a bit mm-hmm. now to this point. Yeah, I feel like it would be a great idea. Maybe with, like you were saying, the Darby Allen thing, steer him in maybe a you know multiple match series, I guess you could say, with him because he's done a great job of getting his own spotlight. They gave him the CM uh, Punk match when he first returned. I feel like it would be 
it, it would be it would make sense you know you mm. could build the you could build him up as uh even bigger of a heel and you could build up darby as like this uh, underground hero type. he's always going to be like, the underdog no matter yeah. what he's doing. anti-hero i guess you could call it you know like yeah and that's grooming their future too you know i mean that's yeah. two young stars they're going to be stars like i said because I mean, mgf's like only 25 dude yeah. they're going to be the stars of that company give it five to ten years dude they're going to be the top guys so that's grooming the future, much like you know the whole John Cena Randy Orton rival was. They did it so young, and then ten years later they do it again. It's even more special. It could be something like that. So I'll be I'll be watching that closely. That'd be good. Hey, what you guys should be watching closely? We got to interview MJF too, so make sure you check that out after you get done with this. But uh, let's talk a little bit before we get out of here. You know, before we get off of AEW and we get done to talking about that. You know, we talked about Sting stepping up. I really have enjoyed what we have seen from one Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Uh, I'm really a big fan of Ruby Soho. Uh, I like that she came out and showed that she wasn't no ho against Penelope and them, and that she was getting hers against uh, Penelope, put Penelope, Penelope in the uh, in the bunny. Uh, I enjoyed that. I like what they've done with her, and I mean, people can say what they want, dude. I was a fan of Ruby Riot. When she was in WWE, I think Ruby Soho, I think is going to be a further extension of that. And I mean, if anything of what we've seen so far, dude, I mean, dude, he's, she's, she's killed it so far. Alex coming in the comments, bro, we appreciate you in the comments. How is MJF going to be a star if he's always going to be a heel? I mean, dude, look at Ric Flair. Ric Flair was one of the biggest heels of all time. Like they had to have cops get. You had to have cops get these motherfuckers anyway. back to the yeah. back to the locker room, dude. Like, or I mean, I mean, think about it. Without a good heel, can you really have a good good guy? If you don't have a bad guy for the good guy to fight with, I mean, can you really have a good good guy? A lot of your good, you know, a lot of the stars start out as heels anyway. You know, I mean, look at Orton. Look at um, who was a uh, Punk? CM Punk. He's been a heel, one of the best heels around. Triple H. Triple the H. Rock. Triple H might be one of the greatest heels of all time, dude. And it, it just transcend, transcends into something different as time goes on. He, is he a face or is he a heel? It, it depends on the fan. Perfect example. Know? Here's one I'll use for you. A lot of people don't like him. Uh, but say what you want about Jim Cornette, bro. That guy opens his mouth. People wanted to see him get his ass beat. Mm-hmm. Whoever, Whatever team he was with at the time get their ass beat. All that guy had to do was open his mouth and he had people ready to kill him, like literally ready to kill him. So, like I said, um, without a good heel, you really can't have a good, good guy, uh, in my personal opinion. But with that being said, we talked about El Gran Luchador. We talked about FTR getting the titles and how we think that that's a good thing and Ruby Ruby Riot. But let's talk about promos before we get out of here. What did you think of the promos that we saw? Miro praying to God on TV, you know, praying to God, telling God you need to move and make me your favorite champion again or I shall not be responsible for what happens next. Dude, the stuff that we have gotten from Miro is fucking fire. Yeah. And that's, a, that's just a, back to the example I made earlier. That's another guy. I think he was very suppressed in WWE with his creative. And they're 100%. letting him go, man. And he's doing very well over there. Very well. 
I, I couldn't agree more, dude. I don't know where he goes next. Obviously, he wants to get his belt back from Sammy Guevara. Uh, so we'll have to see where that is. Hey, we interviewed Sammy Guevara too, so make sure you check that out. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. That wasn't the only promo work we'd saw. Another guy who we may have just gotten, we may have may or may not have interviewed, Hangman Page, uh, had the promo of the century on Saturday, dude. I don't know. That was a hell of a baby face promo, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, Alex, if you're still in there, dude, I'd love to hear what uh, your thoughts were on what we saw from Hangman. Uh, do you think Hangman's going to be the one to take that belt off of Kenny Omega? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but maybe not yet. I think that I think Kenny's going to hold on to that for a little bit. I mean, and why not? Right. He's, he's probably the best one over there to have it right now, but. Hangman, I feel like that's that's one of those guys too. Like you need it to be longer. Like you need the everybody wants to see the rise to the top. You know what I mean? And when this this company started, he was that top guy, and he's kind of drifted off. He's coming back. I think it's just gonna make it better for him to wait a little longer to build that up. Oh, he's the biggest uh, like home homegrown baby face yeah. that they're gonna have. When he yeah. finally wins the title, the crowd's gonna go ape shit. And yeah. I thought that that promo that he cut was perfect because he talked about it. He was like, "Look, I said I was gonna be the first AEW champion when we did the big press conference in front of MGM Grand. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I said that I was gonna be the one to take the belt off of Kenny Omega. I didn't do that." You know, like he talked about why he left and why he went home and, you know, the things that changed. I liked it. I thought it was a perfect uh, baby face promo. I'm really excited to see where we go from there. Um, I don't know, J-Bone. I think think we've got a lot to look forward to. Like I said, this Thursday we got Crown Jewel. And after the way Monday Night Raw, you know, kind of shook out last night. I don't know, bro. Something tells me, call it crazy. You want predictions. I think Bianca might be the one to take the belt uh, on Thursday, and here's why. I think Bianca is going to win that belt. Think about it. If Bianca wins that belt and takes that belt off of uh, Charlotte, then Bianca goes er, uh, off of Becky. Bianca's got to go back to Raw. You know, you still got to figure out what's going to happen. You had uh, Bianca versus Charlotte on Raw, and it got uh, DQ'd. I think that that could all tie into something. Hopefully, it's something that we drag on. I think we might see a new champion. But again, who knows? Blood Money in the Sand could have bought a new champion. Do you think that could uh, drag into the Survivor Series some way or another and maybe unify that? I think it would be great if they did. Yeah. I've said it before. Even with the brand split, I, I feel like, I've always been a fan of uh, there being the one champion. I like the original undisputed champion. Uh, I've, you know, which, you know, we were just talking about Jericho. Jericho was the first undisputed champion. Like I say, I, I, I would be a fan of that. We're going to have to see what happens. J bone. I think you'd agree with me. I'm a lot more excited to see this crown jewel than a lot of the other ones that they've had. I definitely think that they stack this like a WrestleMania. So, you guys got to make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you hit the like button, the comment button, the subscribe button, all them buttons because, man, if you don't, you might be inside out. And, hey, maybe that just might be a hint to what you might see on Thursday. But you got to hit that subscribe button or you ain't going to see it. And like I said, we got new merch. October 29th, we're putting in the fucking shirt order. Get you a shirt. 
Support the homies from Knockouts and Three Counts. If you live out of state, DM me an address and all that stuff. It's just five bucks extra for uh, shipping. Shout out to the homies at Face Kick Apparel. Uh, let's see. Y'all coming to Lucha Detroit on Halloween. Jerry, I don't know, man. That sounds like a good time. I mean, if it's anything like Ulala Lucha was, I mean, dude, that sounds like a good time. I know our buddy, the mysterious Mavado, might be on there. And like we said, next show, BCWA, I'm dragging Corey's ass with me. He's coming to BCWA. I didn't get to sit down with a superstar, but hey, man, we might be just sitting down with one superstar, Bill Martell, and shooting the shit before the show. All the more reason you got to hit that subscribe button. J-Bone, I appreciate you, kind sir. Appreciate it was a good right. time. Thanks for having me again. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Yeah, man. And uh, for any uh, any of y'all that uh, end up watching this, I didn't jump at the Halloween movie. I ain't scared, motherfuckers. I ain't scared. And yeah, Kate, I'm talking to you. Pla, pieces. Later. Peace.